and welcome to this sixth edition of Beyond the Score, Laco's podcast. Today we'll be discussing our upcoming orchestral series concert, Ravel, Strauss, and Contreras. I'm your host, Laco librarian Serge Liberovsky. Joining me today are Stephanie Yoon and Coleman Richardson. On today's episode, we are also happy to bring a very special guest to you, a uh, composer on this program, our sound investment composer this season, Juan Pablo Contreras. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. This upcoming program will feature the sound investment premiere, our world premiere of Juan Pablo Contreras' piece, Lucha Libre, as well as uh, Ravel's Piano Concerto in G Major, and uh, Ricard Strauss's Le Bourgeois Gentilhomme. So since we have the composer here with us of a world premiere piece, Juan Pablo, can you give us a little bit of a primer on this work? What are we, yeah. what, are we what can we expect? It's a, it's a very exciting and crazy concept that I came up with and that I was so happy to have Leiko in all their capacity, the staff, musicians, and the sound investors, investors especially to be on board with the idea. And it is to recreate uh, the experience of visiting a, a Lucha Libre match in Mexico, but with an orchestra. So what we'll visually see on the stage are Within the orchestra, I chose six uh, featured musicians or kind of like soloists that are going to wear luchador masks and are going to compete against each other with solos, you know, their melodies. Each, each, each fighter or each soloist has a theme and these themes will compete against each other. And what I did is I, um, since typically in Lucha Libre, you have three technicos or good guys versus three rudos or bad guys what i did is i i based off the the music and the inspiration of these characters on real life well legends of the lucha libre in mexico so that i could be inspired to write their music thinking about what the music of these fighters would sound like in real life and then i placed uh, geographically within the the orchestra setup i placed the soloist so that they would face each other so we have the concert master uh, facing uh, the principal cello, like as rivals, then the piano facing the timpani, again as rivals, and then um, the flute and the trumpet. So we have, so that you could visually, once you, when you attend the premiere that we hope you do, you can visually see how these three against three fighters are facing each other. And the, the idea is to, well, the PC structure, so at first, we have an introduction where we actually also have uh, many instruments that are emulating uh, like an announcer, like a Lucha Libre announcer. So I based off, I, I, what I did is I wrote a script. This is a super long version, but I hope, I hope people, are, people are enjoying this. So I wrote a script with a friend, kind of imagining what the match would sound like, like what, with, what would the announcer say when he's introducing each fighter and then selected certain instruments that are going to like be introducing the fighter. Then you hear their theme. Uh, and then once the six characters are introduced, they start fighting once like one against one, then two against two, and eventually three against three. So it's really cool. And I hope it, it works well. And I, <laughs> I really hope so. But you'll be able to see how um, all of these themes work on top of each other, which, is what, which was a huge challenge as a composer to write music that I knew that eventually had to work, uh, you know, in a battle between these all of these themes. 
Then we have a winning team. I won't say who wins, <laughs> so that you, know, you, you have to attend the, the premiere. And at the end, there's a celebration of that theme. So that's kind of the the idea, the the and the process of what it would, what it was like to write this this new piece. It's something completely new. I don't know of anyone who has done that, specifically with lucha libre, and also like having uh, classical musicians wear masks as, as well. I think is. It's gonna be so fun, and I'm so happy that all of the Leco musicians have been very excited about wearing mm -hmm. their mask and, and learning more about their fighter, their character. You know, they've been emailing me asking me like, oh, oh so what is this character like in real life? Like, what can I, what can I do to bring that into the you know, the performance of of the solo? So it has been amazing to have that kind of collaboration and back and forth with all of them. Fantastic, a wrestling match on stage. Yeah. I love exactly, it. Yeah. exactly. So you chose the instruments based on where they were in the orchestra? Yes. Okay. That was one consideration, and the other was also thinking about uh, like the personalities. Like I wanted the, the Leiko musicians mm -hmm. to match the personalities mm -hmm. of the, the fighters that I was mm -hmm. thinking about. Uh, for instance, the Blue Demon character is, is played by Andrew Shulman, which I thought was kind of cool. Like he has that superhero kind of vibe. And so, yeah, so I thought about the personalities also like Eric Jovel, the trumpet, first trumpet player, mm -hmm. is playing uh, Rayo de Jalisco, which is inspired by mariachi music, this, yeah. this character. So I knew that Eric is really good at like salsa, trumpet, and, mm -hmm. and that could do that kind of style. So, so I. So I definitely thought about the, the geography and the layout of the orchestra and how it would be easier for an audience to see who was competing mm -hmm. against who. But I also tried to match the personality mm -hmm. of each character with the Leiko musician as well. And the metaphor that I was going for is that, I mean, I grew up um, going to Lucha Libre matches since I was young, but and, and I also grew up going to classical music concerts because my mother is a pianist. Um, and and what I realized is that the the luchadores, the, the wrestlers, are as technically gifted and agile as a classical musician. No? You, you, they're they're almost like superheroes. You know, we go to a classical concert to see the impossible happen on stage. You know, they, they're doing technically things that are mm -hmm. so complex. We're, we almost go to see if they they're gonna make a mistake. Mm -hmm. No, we're, we're we're trying to <laughs> test just them. Just shredding. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> And not only like individually, but collectively, you know, which is something that luchadores do as well. They choreograph everything. Everything is planned. Everything is, is a is a show. It's a performance. So I wanted to kind of like connect the two and say, you know, like classical music also has that uh, technical proficiency and that excitement that I that I also see in 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 Mexican wrestling. So that was kind of the inspiration behind that as well. Mentioning mariachi and everything, a lot of your music reflects cultural institutions in Mexico. Yeah. Um, and that's a really interesting thing to like kind of blend culture and art forms together. Um, oh, could you say anything about that? Possibly? Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. And actually, um, the, f the characters, let me just say the, the what fighters I chose and, and mm. kind of like say a few words about them. So. Um, we have Andrew Shulman in the Blue Demon, who's like the the anti-hero, the 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 villain of, uh, you know, the legendary villain in Mexican wrestling, fighting against Margaret Bajer, and she is El Santo, the saint. Yes. It's like the, equi <laughs> the equivalent of like uh, uh, like the American Superman, basically. This mm -hmm. El Santo was like 
he started like 50 films and was like you know the 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 local superhero in mexico uh so they'll be facing each other and then and the piano i have uh mystico or the mystical kind of representing religion and that's uh tisha maybe mm -hmm. and what i did for that is in order to get that kind of religious sound i i orchestrated the every time the piano plays the orchestra is trying to help out to to make it sound like an organ so every mm -hmm. time she plays it's gonna be like an like a church majestic organ wow representing like the the catholic religion in mexico and against uh, her is wade the timpanist and his character is la parca or death so it's it's uh, and but it's it's the vision of um Mexic the mexican vision of death is very lighthearted it's very yeah. kind of almost comical and joyful so pretty much every time wade plays he's he's doubled by temple blocks to get right. like a skeleton kind of mm. sound oh nice yeah. so in a sense what you can tell is i'm pairing like opposites you know like the villain the superhero you know uh, cello and violin uh religion or faith versus death kind of like life after death or something mm -hmm. like that and then the other two are uh, rayo de jalisco jalisco's thunder as you mentioned coleman yeah. mariachi music represents folk uh the roots in mexico versus uh mil mascaras or 1000 masks uh played by joaquim becerra the flutist wow and that the mil mascaras a thousand masks is like the multiple personalities that you aspire like what what talents you aspire to to develop in life so like your roots versus who you want to be so each character is kind of an opposite and that's why they they fight against each other um so there is coleman as you were saying like there is a deeper meaning behind the inspiration of the music uh of each character and, and at, at the same time it kind of like gives me an excuse or a reason to explore mexican um traditions in a way that is exciting and fun but that will invite people to learn more about uh, the culture and you know how I grew up and and hopefully ask themselves like what their upbringing was like and and you know uh, what they value like each, each superhero or each luchador is trying to invite the audience to think like uh, who am I you know like we we put on these masks uh, or the wrestler wrestlers do to personify a certain character but it's it's an invitation for people to think oh you know what I I I see myself in that character or or when Mexicans attend luchas they they have the opportunity to for instance uh see death on stage you know and and scream against it you know if you have like a sick family member or something it's an opportunity to have like a, a cathartic moment and interact with these symbols that that you know represent something important so very long answer but that's kind of yeah the idea behind why I chose these these characters and and how you know I thought about how the music could uh, interact with each other. Buenas noches, Los Angeles. <laughs> Hoy tenemos un encuentro épico. Seis leyendas pondrán en juego sus máscaras. Hey, se acerca el primer gladiador al ring. Lo presentamos.
Are you recording? But I should explain what that was. Yeah, what did you say? No, absolutely. What did we just hear? What was that? So that that's an example of one. It's actually how the piece starts. And that's one, you know, I wrote uh, like a script with a friend of mine who's also a huge fan of luchas in Mexico. And it's basically saying like, uh, welcome Los Angeles. Like uh, we have an epic uh, match today. Uh, six legends will face each other and and fight for their masks. And then it's like, hey, the first fighter is approaching the ring. Let's present him. And so basically, what was really interesting, it was kind of like almost like writing an opera, like having <laughs> having, you know, like a libretto mm -hmm. and like trying to write um, or set that text to like instrument narration. But it was really great for me because it, it gave me, you know, it, it forced me to find material that I would would have not found if I wasn't I wasn't using this technique. And it's also, you know, a good it was a good resource to also try to try to make the piece sound like an actual match like there's an announcer and so what i would do is basically when, when i was composing i would r read whatever the first line was and read it out loud and like as if i were announcing a match and once i liked it i recorded myself and then went to the piano quickly mm -hmm. and like found what notes and what rhythms i was doing so it was like taking dictation yeah of a speech or like a uh, an announcer kind of thing. Can, it, you, can yeah. you do that at the concert? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. at least during the pre-concert awesome. talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, because I, I feel like that's one of those like secret things to know. Yeah, and um, yeah. And will the audience have a copy of the libretto? I think so. I think oh, so. Wonderful. Yeah, okay. I think there is. Yeah. Because the the introduction of each fighter is really cool. Yeah, you yeah. can you, you get a sense of who. Yeah, what the character is, and yeah. One more thing I can say uh, that was very interesting is, and actually most of it worked magically. I shouldn't say this, but like uh, the uh, there was a huge challenge as a composer to write six themes that worked on top of each other, right? Um, so what I did, and and as I say, like a lot of this kind of just worked, but for instance, the the piano theme is like the slowest one, then the some of the others are twice as fast so that I knew that, you know, I could put the fast ones on top of the slow one and, you know, metrically it would work well. Then others are like 1.5 times faster than the slow one. Mm -hmm. So there, there was a lot of math and a lot of like really just pure magic that make th made <laughs> things work. But that was, a, that was a challenge. Like, how do you write six themes that are like, can be distinguishable, mm -hmm. but that work at similar tempos, or that or that can work together, and that th also like that don't um, interrupt each other's register. That was another thing, like writing the theme. So and choosing, as I say, I chose the instruments, and and most of it just worked. But that was something like making sure that the themes weren't in, in the same register, and that they could, they could like be heard within the orchestral texture. Um, and fight each other without mm -hmm. a problem. So that was also very interesting, like the planning of how, who would fight who and how, you mm -hmm. know, how to treat some themes as accompaniment sometimes, sometimes on top of each other. And so there, there's a lot of, yeah, mu musical intricacy that went in, but uh, eventually, and I hope, yeah, that what, what happens is that people can really 
tell who is fighting who and not just hear you know mm -hmm. like yeah uh, a mass of sound you know so uh we first the staff here first discovered that little excerpt with the announcer at a sound investment salon um yeah. and the this uh this piece is part of laco's uh well-beloved commissioning club sound investment where for a nominal fee uh you can participate in commissioning a piece and you get to know the, the artist through a series of events um as the work is being uh composed um we mm -hmm. have for a lot of great reasons we we have a knack for finding just really up-and-coming composers some of the best uh, I mean, Ellen Reed was our sound investment composer, and now she's a Pulitzer Prize winner. Um, you know, Sarah Gibson. Sarah Gibson, who's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you're nominated for a Latin Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, you know, that's, um, it's it's just a really awesome, uh, you know, program that we do. And yeah. uh, as a composer, uh, how does it, how does it differ from a regular commission and what's the experience like? Yeah, it was a total game changer for me to work in this way because composing tends to be a very solitary process. Like it's just yourself at the piano writing notes and then you just show up on the week of the premiere. Don't even like, typically you don't, you don't even know the orchestra members well or at all. And you just show up and your piece is played and you just go home, right? That's the typical process of a composer. And in this case, I got to have like six months or more of like um, salon events happening every one or two months, starting all the way back from August 2019 was the first one where I got to explain my idea and actually like get that reaction from the the investors and see if they, they were on board. And happily, they, everyone was super excited. And that really inspired me to say like, okay, let's do this. It's, it's a really crazy idea, but let's do this. We're going to have fun, you know? <laughs> also, the, the, the theme that I chose, you know, the, the complexity and, and of this, um, this piece wouldn't have happened without the process because uh, one thing that's also really amazing is that you get a reading, a workshop kind of 30 minutes or an hour with the orchestra where you can try out stuff, which is a huge privilege. As a composer, you tend to never get a chance to, like, make mistakes or like, you know, like, like yeah. try something and say like, ah, that's not how I wanted it. So that's kind of like a bulletproof process of like a multi-step process where I got to speak very deeply about the theme and the idea with the, the uh, lake of followers and investors work with, the, with an orchestra. There, there was also a salon where we had three players from Leiko and myself on piano. Uh, trying out different sections so that kind of allowed me uh, I felt almost like a, a, as if I wrote an opera like it was <laughs> it was something a, a more of a collaborative process where lots of people gave gave feedback the musicians gave feedback and the, the end result is is I think one of the most ambitious pieces that I've written and it was thanks to the the process and the way it's it's laid out and just in general, I was able to have a lot more fun because, <laughs> you know, I was able to share every aspect of like how the ideas were coming along, talk about the mass, you know, see the excitement that people uh, were feeding off of, you know, the presentation. So 
now I, I feel like I, I'd like to write all of my pieces like this, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is the ideal process. And uh, yeah, it, it was a huge privilege to work in this way. And, and uh, now, now I'm even more excited, you know, for the premiere because I feel like it's our premiere. It's not just me, it's like all of the investors all of you guys, like Leiko stuff, was super involved in everything, and 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 so I feel like uh, more like a, it was a group kind of mm-hmm. assignment, and and hopefully victory, you know, which is awesome. So I just want to know when you had the idea to create a piece like this, and how this popped into your head. Yeah, so I had this idea probably like. Eight years ago, I would say. Wow. Yeah, I came up with this idea. I was working in New York uh, as a composer, but also at Shot Music, the publishing company. And I was an assistant uh, for Tobias Speaker, a very famous opera composer. And I was working very closely with him. And one day he said, like, give me your opera pitch. Like, what would be your opera? And I came up with, you know, like a synopsis and characters based on Lucha Libre, because I, I felt like the most natural thing to see on stage as an opera would be people who already wear masks and you know like are doing something dramatic Mm. that opera hasn't (laughs) been picked up yet (laughs) but i i still have that that curiosity of doing something with lucha libre and when i met jaime martin i had a meeting with him a couple of months after i was announced as the new sound investment composer and I saw his personality and like how, you know, like joyful and how what a joker he was and stuff. I was like, ah, this is the perfect mm-hmm. opportunity to do something like I know. And, and I asked him like right away, like, would you be on board with this? And initially I even said like, would you be like the ref, the referee, <laughs> you know, like would you, if you want to have a whistle or you could do something like that. Then I was reminded that Lucha Libre has no ref, yeah. no, no whistles. So I was like, you know what, let's leave Jaime just to the music. Uh, but I think it was that, the fact that I felt I've been working with Leiko for three years now in different capacities. And I feel so at home with the musicians that I, I was like, I think this is the, the moment to to ask. And I was actually very nervous about asking the players. Like I. I drafted a very serious and formal email <laughs> like explaining I took a picture of myself wearing the mask so they they knew like you know this is this will work you know this on you, your head though not yes, on the face on my head yeah. like as a hat mm-hmm. and actually Wade Timponis was worried and I even sent him a video like explaining you know like this is how it works and <laughs> so I was very you know very thorough which with the the request and and but the react the reaction and the yeah it has been great the workshop went really well and everyone seems to be happy with this idea and, and it it is crazy I've never done anything with like any theatrical components you know or like uh, but I think it it has I mean so many people have especially from the Mexican American community here in in California they're telling me they want to wear their masks to the to the performance <laughs> and like like people are very excited about seeing this mixture between classical music and and a Mexican wrestling sport so so yeah that's kind of how the idea came about and I've been so lucky to work with Leiko and, and you know, to be able to, to bring it to life. And even when I started writing the piece, I was really nervous. I, I didn't know, like, how is this going to work musically? Because as an idea, it's pretty cool. You know, uh, visually, it, it works well. 
but to convey it, you know, um, with music uh, was a challenge. And I, I found, you know, several tricks that I did. For instance, the only legal way to attack an opponent in, in wrestling is by using your palm on the chest of the other opponent, right? So I used uh, a slapstick. Have mm -hmm. you seen those mm -hmm. instruments? Like uh, two wooden mm -hmm. pieces of wood that like slap mm -hmm. each other. Mm -hmm and each of the percussionists is going to have have one mm -hmm. so at moments when they're fighting their set you know against each other you'll hear like <laughs> like you know <laughs> like the the slaps in the chest so that was one kind of musical thing that that makes it sound like a like a wrestling match the other thing is that when the fight is over when the 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 ref um uh beats the ground three times no like like um counts three times so the counting instrument is the bass drum. Mm -hmm. So you'll hear like one. Sometimes it's like if, if one pins down the other opponent, you'll hear like just one kind mm -hmm. of one bass drum, <laughs> sometimes two, mm -hmm. and eventually three. Mm -hmm. And when you hear the three bass drums, you'll know that the match is over. So there's a lot of, yeah, like a lot of musical things that allowed me to try to make it work. And mm -hmm. yeah, I'm so excited to, to visually see it. And with the masks, it's going to be so cool. <laughs> so do I so understand correctly that the losing wrestler has to remove their mask? Yes, I, I'm not sure if we're uh, if we're gonna do it, but but in real life, if if you that's like what they bet. If you lose, you remove your mask, and you have to say this is really funny. They say their full name, like they they reveal their identity, yeah. and they can never use that character again. So if you if you bet someone your mask and you, you remove it, you have to say your full name where you're from, which sounds <laughs> so funny. Like I, I've seen it like, sounds dangerous. yeah, I'm from Pablo Contreras, Palomar. I'm from Guadalajara, Jalisco, Mexico. And yeah, they can never use that character again. But what they typically do is they, they just slightly modify the name of the fighter. Like mm. it was like mm. Mystico, the mis mystical, he lost a few years ago and he just changed to Caristico. So he just <laughs> let, like changed one letter and that was, that was it. So yeah, I'm not sure if we're gonna have the the mask removal, but that is the <laughs> when there's an epic fight like this one, that's the well, that's what they bet. Or if they don't have a mask because some luchadores don't use a mask, oh. they have to shave their mm -hmm. their heads. So that's like okay. you lose your uh, you lose or you forfeit your identity, kind of. That's fascinating. <laughs> wow. Um. So. Uh, we have announced our sound investment composer for next season. Uh, his name is Peter S. Shin. Uh, you know him. Yeah, we overlapped at USC. Um, I was getting my doctorate. He was there doing his master's degree, and I'm so yeah, I'm so thrilled to. I was thrilled to learn that he was a new sound investment composer. He's very very gifted. Uh, he writes with a lot of wonderful colors, like he's one of those composers that can just stretch things with color with it, which is very difficult. And yeah, I'm so happy to hear. And he's been having a lot of success and in New York as well, getting yeah. New York uh, Youth Symphony Commission. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, happy, yeah, so happy to see and also to see the USC involvement. <laughs> you know, Sarah was the previous yeah. son investor. I, I was actually Sarah's TA 
during my doctorate <laughs> yeah, degree. Yeah, I remember uh, when she told. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lineage there that's really yeah. amazing to see, you know, continued. Also, you're not leaving us next year. You've got a session concert. Yeah, I got a session concert in November. Yeah. Um, first week of November. Okay. And yeah, that should be very exciting to do that. That's pretty yeah. exciting. And hopefully yeah. more to be revealed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's working all... <laughs> on more stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. I must say, like, it, it's, it, it's a privilege and it's very rare for a composer to have an opportunity to wor work so closely with an orchestra and just the level of attention that the players bring to the, to performances and it's it's like a like chamber music but with with a larger ensemble you know like the the communication and the um, you know the intimacy between the players is just it makes all of the magic happen so so I'm so happy to be involved as a composer with this fantastic orchestra following our sound investment world premiere of Lucha Libre. We'll also have uh, Genius Kozuchin at the piano for Ravel's Piano Concerto in G major. And on the second half, we'll have Ricard Strauss's Le Bourgeois Gentilhomme. Come see Ravel, Strauss, and Contreras on March 28th at 8 p.m. at the Alex Theater or Sunday, March 29th at 7 p.m. at Royce Hall. If you would like to purchase tickets, please go online to laco.org or by calling the box office at 213-622-7001. We have a special offer for our podcast listeners. If you use the code PODCAST10 at checkout on laco.org, you will get $10 off your next ticket order. This expires on May 17th, 2020. Well, Juan Pablo, would you be able to give uh a pitch in Spanish to our Spanish-speaking listeners about the, the piece and the concert? Claro que sí. Los invito, amigos de Los Ángeles, a que asistan al estreno mundial de Lucha Libre, 28 de marzo, 8 p.m. en el Alex Theater, 29 de marzo a las 7 p.m. en el Royce Hall de UCLA. Es la primera vez que van a ver eh, Lucha Libre con música clásica en un escenario. No se lo pueden perder, es un programa espectacular con obras de Ravel y Strauss, con Jaime Martín, Jaime Martín, que es un director español, y la Los Angeles Chamber Orchestra, la mejor orquesta de cámara de Estados Unidos. Juan Pablo, thank you so much for joining us here today in the Laco Studio. My pleasure. I'm very excited. Please join us for this premiere and this amazing concert. It's been so great to hear about everything that went into it and everything yeah. that's gone into it and everything that's going to go into it in rehearsal yeah, on the yeah. stage. So. I'm very excited to see how it all comes together. Fantastic. Well, thank you. from all of us here at LACO, thank you for joining us for this sixth podcast and be sure to tune in for the next one. <laughs>